2: You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hey, so we are here with one of our short episodes. This is actually a second episode. It's a sequel. It's Unpopular Opinion Alert. We had a lot of fun talking about that first time, so we decided to come back for more. In the meantime, I just want to remind you that we are nearing the end of our 10 days of giveaways, so be sure to bid on the Dressember auction package. That auction is happening right now on our Instagram account at unabridgedpod. The auction closes this Saturday. If you'd like to donate to Dressember directly, we'll provide a link in the show notes. So, All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our unpopular opinions about some books that we have read. Sarah, do you want to start?
0: Sure, Sarah loves this topic. Actually, I think I do. I like to. Well, I always like to hear the books that people don't like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting in trouble for my mic closeness or lack thereof. I should say. Okay, so my 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 book that I that was isn't a un, very unpopular opinion because I saw so many things on Instagram about this book and everybody when I was reading it, people were like, I love that book. It was great. And I'm I'm stalling because I have some trepidation about saying it. But I did not I did not think that Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens lived up to the hype. And I think sometimes when I you go when a reader goes into a book that is heavily hyped and everybody's talking about it, they, there's this unrealistic expectation set for it and mm-hmm. that could have been the thing i but i don't know i just number one i thought that it was very reminiscent for me of the great alone which i had not which i had read uh not that long mm-hmm. prior which also mm-hmm. was not my favorite but <laughs> but um <laughs> but <laughs> i just uh didn't i thought that the book seemed very I don't know, very contrived, Mm -hmm. and especially the second half where there was a a courtroom incident, Mm -hmm. and I just felt like it was all very contrived, all very one note, and I just, it wasn't my favorite, and I I fear backlash about this one because I know that so many people loved it, Mm -hmm. but it just wasn't the book for me, and I didn't like it that much. Yeah,
2: I have to agree with you on that. So, apparently, on on Unabridged, this is a popular (laughs) opinion because, well, and I started the book and I was a few pages in and I texted our friend Tim and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to bring this book to you as soon as I'm done because you are going to love it. Because I just love that whole Southern Gothic thing and Mm -hmm. I thought the landscape descriptions were great. And then the next day I saw him and I was like, never mind. (laughs) Like, I I just, yeah, I agree
0: with pretty much all of your points. Yay. It's nice to feel seen.
2: Ashley, what is your unpopular opinion?
1: I agree with trepidation about this topic. I feel like Sarah is always trying to get us to say things that but we, we don't. don't like or that are counter to what other people think and always feel uncomfortable. So I was actually finding some um, bizarre pleasure in watching you sweat it out over there, Sarah, because I, this makes me really uncomfortable. Because believe it or not, I actually try to be agreeable. <laughs> with people (laughs) anyway i'm gonna plow forward mine that i'm gonna talk about today is meg wallitzer's the female persuasion
2: and (laughs) she's grimacing just so you all know
1: I think that first of all when we did part one our so not the sequel I realized that I don't read many books that I don't like because Mm -hmm. I go heavily off of recommendations and so usually Sarah or Jen or someone else that I very much trust has recommended the book and it is unlikely that I'm going to really not like Mm it so that's a good thing to that's a good problem I guess but it does mean that it's not very often that I fumble through a book and also if I'm not loving it pretty quickly I usually bail but we did this one for the podcast and we, I I went into it expecting to love it and so like Sarah said I think expectations is certainly a factor mm-hmm. I mean I loved the title I love her and I thought that I would really I mean I, lo- I knew it was going to be about feminism and relationships between women and like all of that stuff I think I usually am all there for and then in some ways I think that was part of my disappointment was mm-hmm. that I expected so much and then it had I mean it it has literary merit for sure it just didn't it felt contrived mm-hmm. in places for me I got hung up on some plot things that were not very significant to the overall flow of the book but they like really impacted my personal emotional perspective on the book and so I think that was a factor. And then I still, there are things that have stayed with me about the book that I do love, but they weren't really the main point of the story. So in some ways, I just felt like the things that I wanted to come to fruition in the book didn't do it for me. And again, I know it's not a popular opinion. It's all over Instagram. And in fact, I did a giveaway of that book. I did not say in my giveaway <laughs> <laughs> that I did not love it, but people loved it and were raving about how excited they were to read it or how much they had loved reading it. So I know that that's not a popular opinion and I, and I don't, you know, it's hard to articulate. I think sometimes why a book doesn't come together for you, but again, that was Meg Walters, The Female Persuasion, and I did not love it.
0: And again, I also agree with that, that opinion of Ashley's. It was not my favorite either. So for a lot of the same reasons that you spoke about,
2: and I like that one more, but
0: go listen to the episode if you want to know more.
2: <laughs> so, all right. So, mine de- definitely the expectation thing plays in here. So, my unpopular opinion is about Colleen Hoover's Verity. And this is one, again, Oliver Bookstagram. I have seen so many rave reviews of this book, and I can see why people like it. The part that is so disappointing is. It seems like it's right up my alley. It is a romantic thriller. I love romances. I love thrillers. I love plot twists. And, but I think I had such high expectations of this one that, and it's really hard to talk about without spoilers because the twists are a big part of the book and a big part of why it didn't work for me. I will just fe- say I feel like it kind of jumped the shark very early on and then just kept jumping it over and over. (laughs) And so I, and I just thought there were things that I could buy and believe. And then there were other things that were so outside the realm of possibility that my suspension of disbelief just could not stretch that far and so i was really disappointed and i will try other colleen hoover books because there were enough things that i liked about it that i have a feeling i might like some others but because i went in expecting to just be blown away and to read this book that was firmly in my wheelhouse it was really disappointing to discover that my expectations were wrong so
0: i often find it is really hard for me to find a thriller that i would recommend to someone because it I think that I think that it used to be easier for me to find a thriller but I think I feel like it's like that post gone gone girl phenomenon that everything needs to have these huge twists and often the twists don't seem I don't I haven't read Verity so I'm Mm -hmm. not speaking to that but I'm just seeing that a lot of times when I read thrillers I think that the the plot is going one way and then the el- the element that surprise of surprise that the author is trying to get often jumps the shark and it just seems so out of the blue mm-hmm. or just so not not authentic to the plot that it's hard for me to recommend a thriller. Yeah. and that was mm-hmm. how I
2: felt, and it makes me sad because I love I love being taken in by a good twist like me Gone too. Girl. Yes. Oh my gosh, I just Still haven't read that one. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I was just. Well, we shouldn't say much more yeah. than. but I was just like grinning. I almost wanted to clap, yes. like literally <laughs> in the middle of reading it because I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we close, we would like to do our Give Me One. And this one is going to be an Instagram account to follow. And these will be in show notes. So you should follow these these as well. So Ashley, do you want to start Instagram account to follow?
1: Sure. So I, when we started talking about this, I realized that I I love following the bookstagram accounts, but I also spend a lot of time. I read a lot about like simple living mm-hmm. on Instagram and I read a lot about tiny homes. I could look at those pictures all day. <laughs> and I also have gotten to this whole thing with like doodling. <laughs> sounds weird. <laughs> um, with like, yeah, just doing the stylizing with pen and all that kind of stuff. And so Um, A lot of the times, like those are the ones I really enjoy. But one of the bookish accounts that I've really been loving lately is We Love Big Books and We Cannot Lie. And they just, this is two participants, Casey and Alyssa, and they just, I love their reviews. I think that their pictures look great. And I just see a lot of really positive things happening on their account. So, again, that's We Love Big Books and We Cannot Lie.
0: Sarah, how about you? my follow is nyc book girl i was lucky enough to work with morgan when i was working on the diverse books club and she is actually a, a marketing manager an associate marketing manager for avid press now and her account i mean she puts she she is great in stories and she posts awesome book pictures and she's just she's a great follow she has great book recommendations and her blog is awesome so I find her account to be very informative, but also very personal, personable. So I would definitely recommend her account, and that is NYC Book Girl. So I'm going to break the rules just a little bit, but we have agreed that
2: that is okay. And <laughs> mine is going to be the Bookish Ladies Club, which is a hashtag, and it is hosted by, I think there are six hosts. And we all three recently became involved in this. So they did a buddy read in November of House of Salt and Sorrows. And because of joining that buddy read, I just started joining this community and following them on Facebook. And I just have really enjoyed it. I think that they are so supportive of Bookstagram and of people on Bookstagram. And they are shouting out people for their kindness Mm -hmm. and for things that they do for others. And I just think... They are looking to really emphasize some, some subjects that I care a lot about and facilitate things like sensitivity reading of different arcs and promoting people who are doing independent publishing. So I have thoroughly enjoyed the hosts of the Bookish Ladies Club, and we can link to their individual accounts in show notes, but if you're searching for them, you can just search hashtag Bookish Ladies Club, and that has been a great community to be a part of.
1: Yeah. And Sarah and I have really yes. been benefiting from that too. And just, I think it made me realize how, even though I've read a lot of great posts, a lot of times I'm not getting to know the people behind the mm-hmm. posts. And I think that that's part of what's really enjoyable about social media is getting to know the people and mm-hmm. the bookish ladies club helps to make that possible yeah. by having the chat where you're and having the buddy reads and things mm-hmm. like that. That really help me to get to know the people in the groups, which makes me appreciate their opinions more mm-hmm. and appreciate what they have to share about the other books on their accounts more. Yeah, I really like it.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. We'd love to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to bid on the December auction package. Thanks for listening.
0: Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook,
1: and Twitter at UnabridgedPod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for a list of ways to support us.
2: We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light, and Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.